Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Point of personal privilege, Alice. Mm-hmm. When is the time that we make the decision that um, I remove the overgrowth where a normal person would have a beard? <laughs> I don't know. I thought we said we liked your scruffy face. If you still like it, then I will keep let it ride. <laughs> but it's more homeless than debonair. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. What do other people do? Do you, do you just trim around the edges of it? I know. Like no. into a shape? I mean... I don't know. I don't know what people do. But, but So you want this to remain? <laughs> I don't know. Why is it on me to make this decision? Because I haven't... I don't be- ask you how to do my eyeliner. Like, well, I although know. I have opinions, you just blow them off. <laughs> I know, I you do had, what I do. You had said that you like it. Yeah, I thought it was cute. But I don't know, anything. <laughs> okay, well, all that matters is what you think. You're the only one I have to fool. <laughs> I think it's handsome. Really? You're amazing. <laughs> You're amazing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness! I think we, we'll be checking into a hotel last. Uh, so. Wow! <laughs> What's wrong with thinking that about my husband? <laughs> it it's all works for me. <sighs> okay. What possible void is this filling? I don't know. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. Oh, okay. So why don't we start with our our Connecticut thing? I forgot that seems like a lifetime ago. Um, but in Enfield, Connecticut, which you guys may remember, is 
where they had the pizza sex thing where the board mm-hmm. of education and one of the schools had this thing where they handed out this uh, like discussion paperwork where you would in, use pizza toppings. So, for instance, the 15-year-old girl, they mm-hmm. have used pizza toppings and to represent sex acts and tell us what toppings you like. So, if you like the Lewinsky stuff, maybe that's pepperoni and whatever, this and that. Which is a real solicitation from a teacher. That teacher was not fired for handing this out. Yeah, much less put it in jail, which is what should happen right. to somebody who wants to have that conversation with your children. Essentially, the Board of Ed just scolded concerned citizens. So that's what we're dealing with in Enfield. So the Enfield Universal uh, United Church of Christ, UNC, is mm-hmm. um, headed up by this guy named Greg Gray, who's the pastor there. Um, you, you, his Twitter file says, putting the gay in congregationalist. So that's his Twitter bio there. Mm-hmm. So, okay, yeah. fine. It's a church with rainbows, and it's festooned with all sorts of rainbowy balloons because it's the high holy days of pride. <laughs> right. And so everything, we must go over the top and we must do, we must, um, well, okay. Anyway, the, the news story is, is that they were, he was uh, interrupted. People came, I assume evil right-wingers came and disrupted the proceedings in the church. An act of hate, it's being called, as I'm told. Um, as I'm told, everywhere I look, it's called, It's an act of hate. As a matter of fact, I'm going to well, find the news wrap here, because I want to start with that. The, very, the news people are very upset as well, because of this act of hate happened. And the news has been telling us all the fun pride stuff is going on, right? and all that's good. So they're personally invested in this, and they want some answers. They don't like this act of hate that has happened uh, to this church, and they are going to uh, demand uh, change. So here we go. This is the here's the news wrap of this. Hopefully, this will play. Let me see. Hold on. When hate is strong, love louder. That's the message an Enfield pastor is sending after two men disrupted this morning's Pride Sunday celebration at Enfield's Congregational United Church of Christ. Channel 3 Eyewitness News reporter Mike Cerullo sat down with the pastor and has his call to action. Pastor Greg Gray says this kind of behavior is not acceptable. This is a church that supports the LGBTQ plus community and this disruption is not going to change that. Hate has been strong in this blue state of Connecticut. That is, of course, not true. Hate has not been strong. No. The hate, which in this this case is two dudes reading scripture in the church. Mm-hmm. And also, hate is not strong in the state of Connecticut. Some idiots leave flyers around or somebody... Or, you know, writes a a swear in a town or somebody, whatever. Or, as he mentions at one point in some of the audio that you clipped, the hate involves, like, families deciding that they don't want to go to the church anymore after the pastor beats the dead horse. We'll get to that. And we're going to love louder. Gray is not back. What would they do without their uh, slogans? We're going to love louder. Down after a disruption during Sunday's service. Using the the Bible in the most vile and hateful of ways. As Gray was you mean giving- the way that it's 
always been used since people first started using it. Right. So, like, what is... Vile and hateful of ways. So, are you not supposed to go... Is there, Has there been an updated version? Well, here's the thing. Is that, you know, after the Reformation, which initially was Martin Luther leaving the Catholic Church, John Calvin leaving the Catholic Church, some of these other people, um, you know, reformers who wanted to reform the Catholic Church, um, the, that was you know, sort of the initial early Reformation. And then what happened next is kind of what's often called the Radical Reformation, which is that, you know, we kind of veered off into, like, anything goes Christianity. Mm Because, like, initially Lutheranism or Calvinism aren't, like, that different um, in many, many ways from Catholicism compared to like the versions of Christianity that we see out there now. I'm not saying they're not different in significant ways. I'm saying like compared to this pastor who puts the gay in congregational, Mm -hmm. like Martin Luther was a lot closer to the Catholic church than gay and congregational guy is to uh, either of them at all. Right. But um, one of the sort of ideas of the the Reformation was this idea of the five solas, um, these only things, only grace, sola gratia, sola scriptura, only grace, only the Bible, only scriptures, right? So they rejected the idea of scripture being something that exists in a religious tradition that... Um, the, a religious tradition that was there before the scriptures, right? And that's, I mean, among other things, that's ahistorical, right? The idea that the Bible in and of itself is is Christianity and that Christianity wasn't a thing that existed before and in which the Bible was written and that it doesn't make any sense interpreted outside that context that I mean, that's the historical fact of the matter. But if you're going to just take the Bible and cut it off from everything that it existed in, then you can like really use it to mean anything, right? And that's an idea that comes out of the Radical Reformation and like these more modern Protestantisms, the, this idea that, you know, you can just take the Bible and like what I just say it means because that's what I think it means when I read it is just as valid as like what the people who wrote it thought it meant at the time like because it's just a text that spawned out of nowhere and like you're allowed to have it mean so that's why he can say stuff like oh they're interpreting it in this vile they're using it in this vile and hateful way like no they're letting you know what the actual interpretation of this text is from the communities that wrote it, what they believed, what they practiced. I mean, like, we know what they believed in practice because a lot of people talked about it at the time. And you can tell me, oh, sola scriptura, only scriptures. Like, it's just what the Bible actually says. The Bible doesn't say you can't uh, cut the breasts off healthy girls, right? <laughs> but, uh-huh. like, but we know what the actual religious practice was of the people who wrote the Bible, right? Like, we have the historical information to know that and we know what they practiced and we know the ways that people talked about it at that time and then for thousands of years afterwards. We have that context in which it was written and interpreted so for him to say like they're just interpreting it and then no your interpretation of it you're taking this religion 
and wearing it as a skin suit to do your own philosophy when it has well, nothing it, to do with you. You know, well, right? And then the end game there is to just do your own activism. Right. Like, right. I have my own belief system, but instead of just telling you that I'm really into having sex with other men and that's my belief system, right? And like, I'm going to celebrate it. I'm going to pretend that your religion supports it. Right. And that if you right. don't agree with me, that you're hateful. Like, it's such a bizarre... I mean, like, talk about colonizing people's viewpoints. Talk about taking something that's like a completely modernist, Western, individualistic point of view about the world and trying to force it onto a text that's, you know, in some cases, you know, almost 3,000 years old. And you're going to tell me that that's not colonizing somebody else's culture and viewpoint and and with your like modern western american idea it's so did insane not to me have three thousand years ago they did not have men riding bicycles in parades in new york city showing their penises oh they had it they just oh. uh <laughs> they they thought something different about it at the time than or, this dude or did they well uh well, some people didn't, but uh, God had a different opinion about it. Sola as you could, via you could... Vista? Is that what it was? Sola Vista? What? You were saying Sola Vista? Sola Scriptura? Sola Scriptura. How do you spell Scriptura? Like Scripture, but with an A at the end? Scripture. Wow. Wow. You're smart. Uh, I don't know that I'm that smart, but um, yeah, it remind. you know what it reminds me of? Is there some like evangelical Christians typically do this, but some Christians will like take Jewish practices and do them because they think that's like how Jesus would have done it. Hmm. Like they'll hold a Passover Seder and do the like, why is tonight different from all other nights questions and like do all the stuff of a Jewish Passover Seder, which once again is like ahistorical and wearing somebody else's religious practices as like this affectation because that all developed later, like all the five questions and all the like Passover, a lot of the Passover things, like not all of them, obviously some of them are in the Old Testament, like the bitter herbs and stuff and the, you know, not letting the bread rise, stuff like that. But there's, there's not like modern Jewish practices did not, were not the same thing as what Jesus practiced. So people who like take that and like practice that as mm. Christianity, like you'll see that, um, a lot of times at some of these like Trump, like super evangelical religious rally things, there'll be like people blowing a shofar, like a Jewish, like that big horn thing. Yeah, yeah, as, yeah. As like a call to worship. They like do these sort of like fake Jewish things that are like more modern practices than like what Jesus would have practiced, but they've sort of like adopted them. It like reminds me of that where you're like taking something else that's like not really part of your religious tradition and then you're like going around telling other people that like you're a part of their religion too like look i'm jewish just like you i do the same religion you do see i had a passover seder like no <laughs> like don't do that it's weird but like i don't understand why the lgbtqia plus movement gets to do it with christianity and there in a lot of cases like in particular like in the anglican tradition they're doing it in these churches some of which are like thousands of years old and it like feels to me like the almost i mean thousands a thousand plus years old right 
some of these churches that are like super old and now they're like decked out in gay flags and it like makes me uncomfortable it feels like they're desecrating a sacred space or something right when they're like twisting the tenets of a religion i mean and something henry the eighth started to do it first right he's the one who started stripping monasteries in england and everything but i don't know just it's it's super interesting to me culturally that they feel the need to try and make this like a Christian thing and like somehow that people who just believe the same thing Christians always believed are somehow like in the wrong for feeling violated by this like weird takeover of their spaces and their belief system. You have given Steve from Merrimack a lot to work with. <laughs> Let me go continue on. Go crazy, Steve. As Gray was giving his sermon, two men stood up and started screaming Bible verses. My first concern was for my people. This is not a congregation full of only queer people, right? That we have uh, cisgender, heterosexual people who this has long. never been their experience. So why is he letting us know that there's straights in there? Is that like, so you at home should be w worried too. You're being victimized by the guy reading scripture too. Yes. I mean, I, I don't... Just so no, this is not just a, a, a uh, niche hate crime. Yes, Cyril? Oh, what a blasphemous thing for him to say. <laughs> you going down there? Yeah. Um, it, but, uh, yeah, you know what, I'll, I'll you know, I'll, I'll wait for you before I play any of the, any of the stuff. Or, or I do wonder why they're, they're exactly they, to say, but this is not just a gay thing. This is not just a queer thing. The, the Bible in the most vile and hateful of ways. As Gray was giving his sermon, two men stood up and started screaming Bible verses. My first concern was for my people. This is not a congregation full of only queer people. Right? That we have uh, cisgender, heterosexual people who this has never been their experience. I don't know exactly. I think that I'm a, I think I'm a cisgender, heterosexual people, and I've seen people get heckled and disrupt stuff before. I just, it's always my people who are disrupted and heckled by left protesters and agitators and hecklers. So, yes, I, I don't see it happening much in the right. By the way, I don't like this. I don't like disrupting this dude's church. It's his sermon. Uh, it's a bit of an odd one. There's no doubt about that. It's an interesting sermon. We take it quite a ride with this guy. You're going to hear some of that coming up. Um, it, it, so I don't like that people disrupting it. And it's it only it's, it's going to do nothing for anybody inside that church but have them convinced that they've been hate-crimed again. But uh, at the same time, like as Alice was sa saying, it is literally these guys reading Bible passages in the room. So, but not that he should have allowed it. And he had, he did have somebody else, I think, he st who stood up and started to refute him, refute the heckler in another, um, in using other Bible passages. So they were having this like Bible passage war in the in a church. It, it, Considering how mundane church can be, I would call for, I would like like a little bit of chaos generally, 
Not my church, of course. My church is not mundane. But uh, but other churches, see, it could be a little bit boring. Not this one, though. My goodness. <laughs> they have n- Everything okay in here? Yeah, yeah. Put your, put your this has headphones. never been their experience. Did you hear this? Yes. They have never had someone scream hate at them before. Yeah, but these the cisgender people, there's not hate being screamed. Anything that's counter, criticism is not hate. There is actually hate out there. There are hate ideologies out there which is conveying the wish for harm and destruction. Well, yeah, and in general, I'm not a fan of standing up in church and yelling arguments to the pastor in the middle of the sermon. But it's not hate. And also, because it's not like bigotry or something, you know. And... uh. Also, the left has been telling us that this is an acceptable form of free speech for a while. I mean, there was like the Stanford, the yeah. vi- visiting judge to the Stanford school that couldn't even give his speech because people were shrieking right. at him so much that he couldn't give his speech that was on like law topics and not mean at all. Right? <laughs> like, <laughs> Can we meet the biggest waspy DB I've ever seen interviewed? Mm-hmm. This is a parishioner named Tim Smith, S-M-Y-T-H. He's a, oh, oh man, talk about airs. Connecticut Gentry is uh, weighing in. Four. I have no tolerance for that. Tim Smith says the pair was sitting right across the aisle from him. When they started screaming, he thought... Not again, you know. I, I've been through various situations like that in the past, and I was in no mood for it. Oh, Oh, Tim Smith with a lie. Police are investigating what happened. They say no arrests were made, but the two men are forbidden from coming back to the church. They'll be on trespass, you know. I like that message. All right, get out of here. This is definitely a targeted uh, situation. Mayor Bob Crisotti says the hatred is disgusting. Both these two gentlemen are out-of-towners. They're not from Enfield. We are not going to tolerate this type of behavior at all. This so is I have a question that, about that, yeah. too, because calling them out-of-towners and saying they're not from Enfield, first of all, according to his Twitter bio, the pastor also does not live in Enfield. Am I wrong Uh-oh. about that? Uh-oh. He lives in another town in Connecticut. And second of all, when the guy stands up and starts um, yelling out his his counter interpretation mm-hmm. of the scripture. Um, the guy calls him Kevin. The pastor calls him Kevin. Well, he calls somebody. He speaks to somebody named Kevin. We don't know. I okay. think it's a congreg. I think it's somebody in the congregation. He had to. So, because my question was, is it sounding almost like it was like a former congregant or something? Um. Well, maybe we don't know the, the whole story. Although he didn't yeah. say that. But but I think it, he was telling Kevin like go sick him, Kevin. Kevin's oh, this okay. guy who deals with okay. hate. Okay, I thought he was talking to the heckler. Yeah. Here's, the, here's another news wrap of this. It's got a, just a little bit different audio. The reporter is amazing in this. The, amazing. We, you know, we're dealing with so much fantasy land stuff because of this subject matter. Right. Cell phone video shows two people make their way to the front and start shouting about an hour into the ceremony. Channel 3's Mike Cerullo just sat down with the pastor of Enfield's United Church of Christ and has his message and call to action. Mike. 
Pastor Greg Gray wants to make it very clear this type of behavior is not not acceptable. The church itself is decorated with rainbow banners out in front. There's rainbow balloons inside and rainbow flags as well, all to show support for the LGBTQ plus community. But cell phone video shows this morning's Pride Sunday celebration interrupted just before Pastor Gray was about to give his sermon. He says two men got up and started causing a disturbance. Pastor Gray says the pair had been there for about an hour before this and were actively not participating in the ceremony. Enfield police were called. By the time they got there, they say the two disruptors had left. Police say they caught up with them a short time after and they both have been trespassed from the property. They've been <laughs> trespassed from the property? No. That isn't a thing, right? I don't know. I... If it is, it's highly advanced. Now Pastor Gray is planning a vigil later this week. Hey, Alice, I would have used debtors. Mm. I get it. Instead of trespassers. Get it? Pretty good, Those huh? Those who trespass against us. I get it. Good. Mm. Pretty good? To help the community heal and to send a clear they message. They probably don't say that there. They use, they use debtors there. I don't think they use trespass. Oh, well, actually, probably the word debtor is probably not something. But do they even say the Lord's Prayer? Oh, oh um... I don't know that there. I watched a lot of the sermon. I didn't hear all that much churchy stuff. Whenever there was, then the ideological stuff was strewn in. As I mean, well. I would think that Thy will be done would, uh, well, having a father in heaven first of all would be a problem because that's gendered, right? Does God? Can you describe God as a father? Is that too gendered for them? Second of all, Thy will be done seems like awfully black and white and not a lot of room for other interpretation there what yeah, happens that's not, that's, my will that's be that's not done? on a spectrum right i don't know uh hmm. oh you know what i never never realized it meant thy will be done what I did you it, think it meant i thought it meant it's gonna be done thy will be done what's thy i never got it that much into it i just figured it was, it was, it was reading something that was half latin huh <laughs> like, you ever see my beard? <laughs> okay. You know? Wow. Maybe you should go to Sunday school. Okay. So let's start listening to some of this stuff, okay? Okay. First, um, here's the actual... Um, I guess I'll get, start with the actual incident, the hate incident that happens. He's up there rocking and rolling all of those techniques over again. These are the guys who, according to the pastor, were actively not mm -hmm. participating until they did actively participate. Yeah, and he's quoting, the pastor had quoted that uh, verse earlier in the service which is what he's referring to mm -hmm. and he says like you just read it you're not supposed to keep sinning Ooh. if you're in you know he's offering an alternative interpretation of uh the verse that was just read other than you should sleep with whoever you want to sleep with right kevin for this cause god gave them kevin so now they're in a So Kevin is hitting them with his uh incoming pro gay uh verses, I think. 
Oh, okay. So they're in a verse fight. Verse okay. throwdown. So then it goes silent in the stream or whatever, and that's it for mm-hmm. that. They call it a night. So this is, at some point there, they call down a, a, a little girl during their song. He sits back there, Pastor Gray, a woman who is uh, a somewhat, I would say, as a bigger guy myself, a larger woman with a T-shirt that has uh, pride stuff on it and blue hair, sidles up next to the little, I think, girl named Judah, who's about four years old, I would say. And begins talking to the that person. Good morning, Judah. How are you? Judah's like my buddy up here, right? Kiddo. Judah's always here. I love that. So today I was ruminating. I was um, thinking about what I wanted to talk about instead of um, the Bible reading, which I'm not going to talk about at all. Who would talk about that at church? I mean, like... (laughs) She makes a hand gestures, like throws it away, like, ugh, stuff. We're not talking about the stupid Bible reading. What I wanted to talk about instead of um, the Bible reading, which I'm not going to talk about at all. Today is Pride Sunday. That makes you smile, huh? Yeah. How come? Because I love it. Because she loves it. Woohoo. I love it too. So. Why do you think we have Pride Sunday or Pride Month? I don't know. You don't know. That's a good answer. That's a great answer. Because a lot of people don't know or they, get, or they get confused. Like, why should we have a whole month dedicated to Pride? Or why should we have a whole month dedicated to women? Or why should we have a whole this, month dedicated to Black too? History? Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you why. <laughs> it's because almost every other and month then thou of the shalt year, bedeck the tabernacle with rainbow flags. Alice, <laughs> this is Pride Sunday. A whole month dedicated to Black History. I'm going to tell you why. <laughs> it's because almost every other month of the year is for. Straight, white, cisgendered people. So, like, when the norm in... I'm going to take a wild guess that this church doesn't spend every other Sunday of the year celebrating straight, white, cisgender people. Yeah, I would, I would think that's probably <laughs> right. But it's good to know that this is all from a place of love, right? When she is open... Yeah openly violent uh emotional and i actually honestly prefer her not to try and make the bible fit this like the fact that she's not going to talk about the bible i actually appreciate that from her because i find it more offensive like it almost makes me uncomfortable to hear the bible read in that context right well she is a a miserable white man hating um heterosexual hating ne'er-do-well right and so like he he can the the guy greg can say love all he wants but that person right there that ain't loving a lot no okay next one is um okay they've they've uh, they've strewn woven the post-marxist messaging throughout 
um, all of their hymns. It's not a hymnal I found out today. A hymnal is a book full of hymns. It's just a- Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Him. Oh, I told you. I have embarrassed you on the air today, else you would not have been pleased with my grasp of <laughs> I'm sorry. theology or whatever wow. it is. Here we go, listen to this. Incarnate and weak in the arms of the poor, destroying all systems that keep closed the door. Unholy. Incarnate. Destroying all systems. How fantastic. Oh my goodness, this is like Destroying a all systems. gender studies um, freaking <laughs> class. Here's another one. Cling to our rights. Unholy, unjustified fear we incite When we shun our neighbors yet cling to our rights <laughs> Just, But doesn't it feel like I mean, I know that I make fun of the term cultural appropriation, but don't and and like the organ obviously isn't like my culture because mm-hmm. I'm not really a wasp. But um, do you feel like culturally appropriated by the fact that he's like singing in that churchy voice and like playing the organ in one of your people's nice white pretty churches, yeah. like doing this weird post-Marxist version like imitation stakeholders. <laughs> it feels like cultural appropriation, yeah. doesn't it? We weren't destroying all systems when I was <laughs> uh, when I was a kid, getting confirmed. Um, and here we go. This is uh, one of the points he makes shortly before getting uh, heckled, hate crimed. I have to admit that I'm starting off the sermon today with a bit of fear and trepidation. You see, I preached Pride Sunday last year, and we lost a young family from the church that I was really excited to be a part of us. Maybe they were into systems, that family, and they personally offended. Yeah, like the family system or like Western (laughs) civilization. They were ready to to tear it down. Maybe they liked clinging to their rights. Excited to be a part of us. I preached during my sermon about the discrimination that a person received in my hometown as a result of their gender expression. I preached about my friend's mental health and dying after not being able to receive adequate trans-affirming health care. 
So wait a second. If you don't get tra- trans-affirming health care... You have to kill yourself. No, no, no. He, he didn't say suicide. That's coming up next. Oh. You can die? That's the way that I've typically heard of people dying by not getting trans-gender-affirming trans health care. The body literally rejects its own organs because it's the wrong gender organs. No, the way I've heard of people dying from that is because they kill themselves. Well, we're going to get to one of those. Hold on. No, I know, but that's typically the what they... T- that's why they tell you it's like... Um, it's like life-threatening to not get gender-affirming care is because if you don't get your... Cut off your right, kids' breasts. No, I breasts, know. We talk about that all yeah. the time. Emily, from the church, that I was really excited to be a part of us. I preached during my sermon about the discrimination that a person received in my hometown as a result of their gender expression. I preached about my friend's mental health and dying after not being able to receive adequate trans-affirming health care. And I preached about my boyfriend killing himself when he couldn't find a place in the queer community as a bisexual man. Whose fault is that, by the All way? Of- Not to, I mean... Th- yeah, we didn't do that. Yeah, I mean, is there any talk about, like, uh, loaves of bread or um, feeding the multitudes and making wine? Is there making a blind guy see? Anything about that? No. Or it's just gay people are dying everywhere. Yeah. And he felt that he doesn't understand why they didn't want to hear that. Yeah. You know, it's probably not a fun, uplifting topic. Well, also, I mean, and it is interesting because looking at the video of this event um, that we were looking at this morning, the church isn't exactly packed. No, it's not. Um, You know, and... Orthodox people are notoriously bad at church attendance. You know, there's a lot more people there on Christmas and Easter than mm-hmm. there are on, like, a normal Sunday. But, like, we have more people in our church than that on, like, a typical Sunday, don't you think? Yes. Oh, hell yes. So, like, and he's saying, like, his preaching is losing people. So it's interesting because, you know, the left likes to lecture the right in particular about religion a lot on this topic, saying that if you, like, don't get with the times and get modern and be more accepting of gay people, then, like, you're going to lose all the young people and, like, people aren't going to go to your church and you're going to, you know, fall behind on the time. Like, you need to be an accepting congregation or you're not going to, you're going to lose everybody. Your congregation's going to die out. But it seems to me that, like, it's the opposite. So many young people like seek out traditional or Tridentine Latin mass for uh, um, who are young Catholics who look for that, who look for like a more traditional form of ma- mass that's like pre-Vatican II, right? Right. And like, it seems to me that this like modern our church is only about gay stuff and Black Lives Matter thing doesn't seem to be like drawing the crowds that they keep promising traditionalists it will. Like if you just get with the times, like that's why fewer people are attending church is because you guys are sticks in the mud who are too homophobic. Like it seems that the church that makes everything about being gay seems to like not draw the kind of enthusiastic attendance that uh, more traditional churches do, especially among younger people. It also didn't look like a particularly young congregation to me, either. Uh, no, it wasn't. 
I was just thinking. Oh, sorry. Oh, are we gonna move on. Should we move on to some of this audio, or do you want to stay here? Um, sure. We can move on from this a little. There's just one more tie-in I want to talk about sure, briefly with this, because Massachusetts is now um pushing forward new uh sex education standards for the schools. The patch article that uh where I found this breathlessly tells us that there hasn't been an update to the curriculum since 1999 heaven forbid like that we wouldn't you know just go with the flow every couple years just update to the latest greatest whatever thing right so i was like they you know the article says uses all the code words so you can tell that it's going to be problematic to start with. Mm-hmm. Um, expanded school health and physical education guidance includes instruction promoting LGBTQ plus health, personal safety choices, mental health, substance abuse, and environmental health will be presented to the State Board of Elementary and Secondary Education on Tuesday. Maura Healy is proposing the uh, the framework, which is the first comprehensive update since 1999. She said in a statement, it's designed to be up-to-date, evidence-based material grounded in science. Uh, the curriculum is considered a framework for districts and blah, blah, blah. It includes eight guiding principles, including promoting critical thinking, inviting diverse and inclusive perspectives, <laughs> focus on social-emotional learning, and promoting a school-wide culture that's beneficial for all students, et cetera, et cetera. Scientifically accurate, reflective of best practices according to experts in the field and age-appropriate for each grade span. We're going to be providing our students with cutting-edge best practices around health and wellness, which we can better prepare the next generation for lifelong health. Um, Lifelong health? Lifelong health. So I went through these, and I mean, obviously, there's a whole bunch of stuff here about, like, health and whatever, normal health things, Uh but... I want to try and go see what they think is like age appropriate about um, LGBTQ plus at each age level. And like, I mean, I've seen a lot of stuff on these. It's designed to be shocking. I find these pretty shocking, to be honest with you. So this is in the pre-K to grade two standards that -hmm. are provided here. Uh, They want pre-K to grade two students to be able to discuss gender role stereotypes and their potential impacts on people of all genders. And now, like, pay attention to what's encoded in that because you're already saying you want them to talk about how it impacts all genders. Of course. Not boys and girls. You're saying you're... So you already have to... Baked in, they have to know there's more than two. Yes. Or else they get an F. Or there's no <laughs> Demonstrate more F. empathy and ways to treat people with dignity and respect. I assume if you're an anti-gay preschooler, they'll find a way to give you an F. Whatever the modern equivalent But is. you know what this is? This is teaching the entire child right uh they want uh you to be able to discuss this is again pre-k to grade two discuss stereotypes prejudice discrimination equality and inequality and how these can affect relationships and situations acknowledge diversity including but not limited to racial ethnic religious cultural differences and traditions and demonstrate respect for others Um, demonstrate awareness of and ways to show respect for all types of families, families with heterosexual parents, families with same gender parents, single parent families, intergenerational families, adoptive families, foster families. Can I Mm -hmm. um, give give you a suggestion? Yes. If you know any reporters at the main wire, I would send this and that the parts you're highlighting to any of them. Okay. I'll, I'll see you about uh, sending that over to them. Yes. Um, so 
Then if we skip down to grades three through five and what they're supposed to know about this. So this is kids between the ages. You've already done it. I mean, you've already like gone, this blasted is... 17,000 light years past what I learned by grade seven. <laughs> you didn't learn about same gender parents? No. In pre-K? No. <laughs> no? You didn't learn how gender stereotypes impact all genders when you were four years old? No. Because... Those words in that order didn't exist back then. <laughs> So, um, so yeah, if we skip down to the grades three through five, so this is kids who are ages nine to 11 now under the heading of gender, sexual orientation and sexual health. Uh, they want the nine to 11 year olds to be able to describe the differences between biological sex and gender identity and explain how one's outward behavior or appearance oh does not define one's gender identity or sexual orientation. Describe a range of ways people may. This is freaking witchcraft. <laughs> I'm sorry. It is. Nine to eleven. This is grades three through so, five. And so, so in other words, we're going to snuff out this idea that there are only two genders and two sexes right now. Yeah. So we don't have to deal with any more. Arguments. We want the third grader to know the difference between biological sex and gender identity. Describe a range of ways people may express gender, and that some people's gender identity matches others' expectations about what their bodies look like on the outside, and others do not. Explain how gender identity and sexual orientation can vary in each individual. <sighs> that is freaking unbelievable. We should revisit that tomorrow, too, just to get more of it. Yeah. Um, and then they talk about body image, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, well, let's revisit um, I just want to hit some of this audio but, that we haven't hit. Yeah, okay. Is it it was, goes up to the higher grades, we're gonna, let's too. Continue, but let's continue the grades to... tomorrow, okay? Okay. I just want to get some of this, this sound in here since we haven't. This is a okay. bizarre sound, piece of sound from Biden. I think it was last night or today. I was just thinking... Uh... Uh, the, anyway, I started off without you, and I sold a lot of state secrets and a lot of very important things that we shared. I, was I think that that's some kind of joke around the cabinet table, I think, but uh, I, I do not know. It's not unusual for presidents to invite members of their family to official White House functions. Um, like the state dinner last week. I'm curious, though, in light of some of the recent legal controversy, if the president communicated to members of his family not to conduct business on, on White House grounds. Can you tell us uh, about, it, about the kinds of guardrails that are up? So look, um, I'm going to be, again, very mindful because this is all connected uh, to, uh, uh, to a case that the DOJ is currently overseeing, so I'm not going to comment on that uh, specifically, but as you know, and we have uh, laid out uh, very early on in this administration when it comes to ethics, when it comes to how uh, we all uh, uh, um, uh, kind of move about uh, and how we have we respect uh, clearly the government ethics here, uh, this is a president, this is an administration has been incredibly transparent on that. Uh, and yeah, has yeah, put yeah, you got it. <laughs> More of this stuff. Um, now, speaking of um, the magic words, woke words. He is, if you will, reimagining how economy, how we should, we should build an economy, trans transforming how an economy should look like. Can we just go back to the way the economy, can we imagine back to what we had under Trump? Because it seems to me that was going pretty well for a lot of people. No. Uh, well, let me, the end of this is even better way 
in a way, again, that is equal, that does has equity at the center of it, and leaves no one behind. And the president is very proud. Equity at the center very of proud it. Well, that's leaving. certainly true. This is Anna Navarro, who lost her head. The Hunter Biden story, the scandal, the this, the that, it's also the story of a father's love. And Joe Biden has <laughs> never and will never give up on his son, son Hunter, and will never treat him lesser than. And so he is a father first. Take it or leave it. The Okay. It's It's like what I was talking about the other day. It's like they're twisting this thing into somehow being about like supporting a family member who's going through a tough time. Like, no, it's not about that. It's about the fact that he's getting payments from foreign governments to sell access to you. Like, we hang on. It's not about the fact that he's a junkie because like (laughs) we yes. A lot of families in America have people who struggle with addiction. Very few of them are, like, texting with Chinese Communist Party officials and getting millions of dollars of payouts from Ukrainian gas companies. Uh, correct. correct. I mean, like, that's not... The issue isn't the addiction yes, problem. Yes, and they know that. And this, the whatever. This administration has defaulted to a, a certain... Uh, it's about a Cynical love. level of gaslighting that's really just a complete F you. Um, but somebody who is an important historic first, Alice, has made a proclamation oh. here that is, it's a long time coming. It's about time. Hello, my name is Admiral Rachel Levine, and oh. I have the honor of being the Assistant Secretary for Health at the United States Department of Health and Human Services. First woman, by the way. Oh, Alice. wow. Happy Pride. Happy Pride Month. And actually, let's declare it a summer of pride. Happy Summer of Pride. Hello. Okay. <laughs> Can we? Um, cool. It reminds me. So I was uh, putting on a movie for the kids on Amazon Prime mm-hmm. earlier, and I go to put it on, and wa- you know how they like show you different categories, mm-hmm. like kids movies, comedies you might like, whatever. One of the headings for the categories you could select was endless pride. And I was like, that's absolutely my freaking nightmare. Endless pride. It sure feels like we're trapped in endless pride because it never seems to stop at the end of Pride Month. But uh, it, yeah. Endless pride, summer of pride. Here we go. Hope you're buckled up and ready to keep celebrating pride because there's only uh, four more days in June, but it's not going to stop. It doesn't seem right. This isn't drawing to a close. It's not over. All right, Alice. All right. Are we ready for the Chelsea Fire Wicked Hotline? Brought to us, of course, by Chelsea Fire Wicked Hot Sauce, where you can leave messages for us on the chat chat, and we will play them on the show. Just listening to last night's pod and the discussion about brown and black people being asked if they work at a a business or a job or whatever Mm -hmm. it was. It brings me back to my days when I worked at the Pro. And Tom may remember this. There used to be a star market down the bottom of the Peru. And I it. worked in a job where you had to wear a tie every day. Yeah. And I was very young at the time. So I always had a tie on. I looked young. And every, whenever we went to star market, I was always asked where something was because I <laughs> think people thought it was like a system manager. Yeah. I learned to embrace it. And especially if it was an older person, they asked me where something was. I would direct them to where it was. <laughs> I might walk them over there. It said nothing to do with my day job. I was just down there to get like a snack or a, yeah. a banana. Mm-hmm. So lighten up, people. Embrace it. Yeah. I like to think that I helped somebody out. 
And meanwhile, I would never put a shopping cart back, by the way. So maybe there's the balance. You would never put a shopping cart back? Actually, it's yeah. interesting. There's Cernovich is angry tweeting at people today about the shopping carts, saying that sometimes it's like impossible for parents to put back shopping carts because depending where like the parking is versus mm-hmm. the cart return, like you have to really like leave your kids. It's not really our far fault away. that Cernovich didn't use a condom else. Well, I don't know. I do think in most cases it's close enough that you can step away Correct. and return the cart. Put the cart back. Occasionally, it's like, you know, if there's been times like at that Reading Market Basket where sometimes you have to park like really far because mm-hmm. it was so packed. Like if you went on a Saturday morning or something. Yeah. Where like you really had to be extremely far. Why you far. out back in my... My secret space. Well, yeah, but that's what I'm saying. But th- but where do you return the cart if you're back there? That's that's out of the playing area. That's out of bounds. You can just leave it anywhere back there. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that's what it's I'm saying. Sometimes if that's you like park... the ball going into the stands, it's a dead ball. Type. So, but that's what I'm saying. Is sometimes depending where you park, if you have to like go around a corner from your kids or like somewhere where you're gonna have to walk ten minutes to return it, which is mm-hmm. possible in some of these parking lots, like then yeah, I'm kind of. There are you. times when I'll build up a rationalization. To as to why I don't need to put the I cart tend back to in. go above and beyond trying to return carts, even other people's. I've probably returned Tim's before. I don't believe that one. I second. do return other people's carts. You return other people's carts. If it's like on my way, if I'm returning my cart and there's like another cart over there, I'll grab that too and I'll return them both. Yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> This is the uh, sound of the lie detector. <laughs> no, I have done that. Right. No, you might have done it once ever. No, right. I have okay. done whatever. Fine. I do that. It's true. Dismantle all systems. <laughs> uh, okay. Where are we? I could not agree more with Steve. <laughs> Freaking Tim. <laughs> Remember Mac. What the f*** does it matter if we leave a name of who we are or write it in the notes? You know what that is? That's called a TP, not an LP. You know what a TP is? A Tom problem, not a listener problem. Get it sorted, Shattuck. By the way, you should hire Steve as a consultant because he's got some great insight, great suggestions, and uh, he's got a pretty good voice, too. I am. I Steve, how do you like hot sauce? That's what I'll say. Um you can yeah. get paid the same amount I do to appear not only on this did show. Tim, not only did Tim mm-hmm. denigrate my system, but <laughs> he also used it and cloaked himself as Anon, A-N-O-N, uh-huh. short for anonymous, I assume, or yeah, QAnon, yeah. where he usually types in Tim from Canton. So, so now he's regressed just yes. out of spite towards you. Yes, his resolve has doubled now. He's going to <laughs> upset, he's going to disrupt the machine now. Well... What, maybe I shouldn't even say this out loud, but what? as the person who doesn't handle the shot I feel that I can say this, is what, you'll know they are really mad at you when they start labeling them as other frequent callers. Oh, to throw us Like when Tim starts labeling his Steve from Merrimack. Well, the Steve never labels his. Well, yeah, but, you know. <laughs> so now I've got two Tims and an anonymous, which could be Tim as well. Okay. <laughs> what do I do? Go for anonymous because that could be Steve. Then we're going to be doing two Tims. Let's, let's you know, do all the Tims to start. All the Tims, okay. Let's run through all the Tims. So Amy Klobuchar. Oh. 
liberal, progressive, Democrat, one and the same, right? Mm-hmm. Part of the party and the establishment, because there's a plenty on the on the right that do this. Don't want to talk peace. They're, they're so excited to be killing people mm-hmm. and to be bombing people. And re- Remember when Democrats used to protest the yeah. um, weapons manufacturers? Now they celebrate them. Yep. Yep. Man, this is a topsy-turvy world. But you know what's more whacked than that? Shattuck what? being into Amy Klobuchar. <laughs> oh. Bro, usually oh. I agree with you, but this one, There's we something... couldn't be further apart. Oh, my God. There's... You know what? I, I wish someone would high-mar you whenever you bring up a name like Amy Klobuchar or Klobuchar and think she's hot. Oh, bro, come on. Tim, sometimes personality is more than looks. And mm. I liked when she got snowed on, too. I thought that was very cute. And then the fact that she's mean to her interns and, like, ate with a comb and stuff, it does it for me. I'm sorry. I also have a thing, by the way, for... There's, like, a rumor in D.C., I think, and this might have been a thing on Veep, and that's why it came up, mm-hmm. that, that um, but the rumor was that it was, like, based on Amy Klobuchar, ah! was that um, she had, like, a staffer shave her legs under the desk while she was working. That's fantastic. Um, and, um, yeah, there's something about that. I also have a, a thing for Rochelle Walensky and, and that's, and she's also probably out of the demo that, that Tim's thinking of usually. Although I and think also she's, Tim. I think she's probably more like traditionally beautiful than Amy Klobuchar is. I guess so. There's something about Klobuchar's look. She looks a little bit like, um, who's on the Muppets? Who's the one, the bird looks like a purple, um, owl. The blue, like, eagle guy? Ah, uh, no, that's, that, that's, Biden looks like him, no. <laughs> I don't know. Purple owl? I don't know that. Let me see if uh, Tim's in trouble here, by the way. Sent him a very important, very important um, message with a woman yelling at a neighbor who's lost her mind, and he has not responded. So hmm. that is noted, Tim, that you're, you're not doing your uh, due diligence here and validating my observations on direct messages or maybe he did and it's one of the next six messages we have hold on hold on one second maybe it's all it's a tim kind of day yep here we go tim timmy canton it says timmy canton feet let's see if this is um deception deceptive advertising why are you so afraid of gia of mother earth (laughs) oh this is him doing yard work with his feet out Yes, I do walk around my yard uh, barefoot many times. Why? The only thing I do you not have a dog, Tim? I think you do have a dog. Have to watch out for. Yeah, well, is dog crap, right? Yeah, mm. which I pick up. So usually I don't have a problem with that. Just because um I've got that uh, potato eaten uh, heritage, you racist English <laughs> bastard. Yeah, doesn't mean that I don't like to get my feet a little bit dirty. And by the way, I don't get pedicures. Yes, he does. Kind of had a little issue with the foot fungus. Oh. oh, man, it was nasty for a while. didn't turn black toe, but mm-hmm. ugh, it's gross. Anyway, that's healed, and I think it's healed because I walk around barefoot sometimes. Hmm. Get off your high horse. Get down from that English throne of yours. Get dirty, <laughs> for God's sakes. Be a man. I don't. My mother was into that. I was into having bare feet all the time. I don't. I don't. I don't even like to walk around the house in bare feet. I want socks and shoes on. I'm, I've got a good foot situation going. I mean, they're they're mangled and disgusting looking, <laughs> but they work well for the time being, and I don't want to ruin that. I do have a question, though. Yes. I mow the lawn 
Mm-hmm. Um, the riding mower usually I use. But you broke it. But I broke it. So now I'm using the push mower. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, a gas mower. Not a mower. push mower. Well, push right. Mower, but it's, yeah. you know, one of those ones. It's a husk farm or something. It's a good one. But mm-hmm. In both cases, like, where does all the grass go? I don't have a collector. It just... It goes back out onto the grass. I don't see blades of grass lying there. I do. Well, only if it's wet and so it gets smudged up. But Then but, it sticks together more so it's like clumpier. But yeah, right. it all goes back onto the grass. Where do you think it goes? Or I onto your shoes I, or wherever. Right. I just don't notice it like you would think. And also I've noticed it. It's good for the grass. It like kind of mulches it. Considering you know? we've got a dog here and the dog does they use... They also say sometimes you should let it go a little higher and let it go to seed and then mow because then all the seeds go back in and like naturally reseed it. Uh, oh, we're, we got a problem now. This is a race against time because if I'm not spending every day mowing some part of the lawn <laughs> with my it little mower... It overtakes us and covers yeah. our house, yes. It does. It does. <laughs> um, anyway, I'll, I'll move on. Okay, here's the last one, Alice. This is anonymous. Who do you think this is? Tim or Steve? Or somebody else. Or it could be another Steve. Could be a lot of people. Let's just find out. These two kids down there are just at war with each other. Without that, without that, uh, the power, stabilizing force of the older brother who's yeah. at camp right now. Yeah, it's just falling apart. Hi, Steve from Merrimack. Hey, Steve. Steve. You know, occasionally on this podcast, somebody has a a take that uh, is just mind blowing and <laughs> and uh, a very important and original, and uh, you know, makes me uh, think about you know my positions. Alice had two today, oh, and really? uh, they were both regarding Vladimir Putin. And uh, one of them was at the, towards the beginning of the show where Alice uh, had the strength to say, you know, I'm not really a big fan of Vladimir Putin. <laughs> and I was like, whoa, okay, slow your roll, cowgirl, okay? And then later in the show, she actually said, you know, Vladimir Putin, He's not a really good guy. And I was like, holy cow. Like, this is, this is like, uh, Cronkite going on television and saying the war in Vietnam was not winnable. Okay. I know. These are, these are takes. These are, these are the hottest takes ever. On some strands of the far right, you would be surprised though, Steve. You would be surprised. (laughs) Oh my goodness. All right, Alice. Uh, you ready, homie? I'm ready. Um, so you can leave chat chat messages, of course, on the Chelsea Fire Wicked hotline by going to burnbarrelpodcast.com. I enjoy all your messages, whether or not you label them. If you want to make Tom happy, you can label them. If you want to make me happy, you can mislabel them. Um, so like I said, Allison that's it. Bishop, we are not, we haven't opened your package yet. I know what's in it, but don't think that we've forgotten and that we aren't going to have any on. I'm just, we're just trying to find, we're, we're crazy right now. So we're trying to. <laughs> To uh, catch you in. She's our all-you-can-eat podcast, Alice. Mm-hmm. Which is paying off in droves, if you haven't <laughs> noticed, by the way. You're so pathetic, but I love you, though. Um, anyway, if you, for some reason, feel like paying us to be in our live chat, you can do that at patreon.com slash burn barrel. Burn barrel. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.